Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We are back on this episode of Street Eats and Dope Beats. We have my boy, Jose Luis Jimenez, a.k.a. JJ. What up? <laughs> What's up? Welcome. What's up, guys? Thank you. Welcome, JJ. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, what's going on? What's new? Oh, uh, you know, just uh, enjoying Sunday. Enjoying Sunday with nice, you guys. Nice Sunday. Thank yeah. you. We appreciate nice. you coming on, bro. We appreciate, you know, on our podcast, we like to talk about uh, the longstanding uh, uh, street food hustle. And we tie it in with uh, the uh, DIY music industry. And um, so you're part of that whole DIY music music part. Right. Yeah. Of the whole industry. And, uh, you know, I know you've been around for a minute. I've seen you in the scene. Music scene, you've been played everything from like ska to ska bands to, uh, you know, like what, soul? Soul, yeah. Lots of soul music. Um, yeah, man. I mean, like in high school, I kind of got into sort of like that ska scene. I, everybody, I feel like everybody has like a, a a ska phase. Yeah. You know, everyone just like, yeah. Just a little pick one. Pick it up, pick it up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, it went, I, I went hard on ska for a while, like into my, even my 20s, but. I jumped from like that, like really fast backyard ska to yeah. like that really mellow, like traditional, uh, like '60s style ska. Um, just like like respecting and like idolizing bands like Hepcat and like the Scatterlights and stuff yes. like that. Um, and then from that, like uh, I feel like a lot of the ska scene, like in the early 2000s, kind of transitioned over to um, like soul music. And uh, we just, I became part of this group uh, or like this record label, Angel City Records, and we became like sort of we started backing up a lot of um old Motown artists like we started doing like Brenda Holloway and um we started uh we did a few gigs with like Archie Bell oh yeah and so it was that, that was a lot of fun I think we did one with like um the Delphonics um nice. so just you know backing up all these artists and stuff and kind of getting a feel for that wide range of like I mean what I guess like soul music from like kind of like different eras and yeah. things like that because like, I I would even say that like Ska music, to a certain extent, is soul music, um, but from Jamaica. Yeah, definitely. definitely you know? yeah. Oh, okay. I hear that. I see what definitely. you're saying. Because I know, I know around that time in Jamaica, when in the 60s, late 50s, they really looked at the U.S. Yeah. You know, like Motown, all these, you know, soul artists. And they kind of just like adapted that. Yeah. That and song. I mean… Like the connection runs super deep because like even if you go back and listen to like um like the staple singers uh like the big um I'll take you there yeah that intro that whole intro uh to to I'll take you there is a is a riff off of uh of like a, a ska reggae tune um called the Liquidator yes you're right now now I'm thinking about the songs and yeah so that right. hold up boom, 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 dum, 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 I know dum, what plays exactly. Ooh. Yeah, nice. I'll take you there. Yeah, you go back and listen to the Liquidator. Liquidator <laughs> came out first, and then uh, uh, Staple uh, Singers heard it, and then they adapted that. That's rad. Yeah, that's and cool. then and it just kept going back and forth, and so like you know, uh, artists from Jamaica would just start doing covers, and it was just you know mutual. All respect. intertwined. It, it's it's all yeah intertwined. Oh, so let's let's rewind a little bit. Let's talk about yeah. where you grew up. Yeah. And, so and your your journey to where you're on now. Yeah, uh, I grew up in East LA, um, Garfield High School. You know, it was a big band nerd. Band president, all that stuff, you know. Nice. I was Rose Parade, all that. I did everything, yeah. man. I did all the all the band geek stuff, and uh, um, from there, I, I met 
a lot of my mu- current musician friends um, who went on to do bands like uh, there was a band like in the early 2000s called Upground. Um, they used to do like a bunch of like reggae, like Latin funk, ska, reggae stuff, and um, they did a bunch of gigs with like Ozo Motley and things like that. Um, now uh, one of my good friends does uh, the Sincere's. Nice. Um, we went to high school together, and so they do like they're bringing back that like oldies uh, vibe, and um, yeah, it's just kind of like that vintage sound. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I play with them from time to time. Uh, but yeah, graduated high school, um, graduated high school, messed around in college a little bit, and just Who you are. It just didn't stick. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I got stuck, you know, playing playing with groups, and I, I played in like a big band, like a swing like uh, Frank Sinatra type thing and uh, the soul stuff, the ska stuff. And uh, I think for a long time, I was just kind of uh, playing for playing for other people. Okay. Um, and just got sick of it. What do you play exactly? I play trombone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. play trombone. So when you say like you're backing up all these artists, you're talking about... Like, I'm in like in the horn section. Got you it. Know? Got yeah. It. So is it, do you have to like... Learn so you you know a lot of music things. You got to learn everyone's songs, right? Right. Yeah. Got to learn. Well, and then often and more often than not, a lot of these artists don't have like their sheet music or anything like that. Right. So I have to like listen to it, find all the parts, and like a lot of these guys have string orchestration stuff, you know. So I have to like, all right, this string part is super important. I should probably like make it a horn part, you oh, know, because okay. we're not gonna have strings on stage. Right. 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 So there's a lot of filling in gaps and holes and stuff. So. Yeah. Would you be rehearsing with the artists or? Yeah. Did, did well, they just, did actually, like show up like you guys know my stuff, right? And you're like, yeah. The, uh, there's a few artists that require a, li- a little bit more rehearsals because mm. um, they've been around for a long time, but they don't perform on a regular basis. Um, oh, the artists themselves. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, they need to get refreshed. Yeah. Um, but I will say, uh, we backed up Archie Bell. He flew in from Houston, and I think like. Landed at like six, showed up to the rehearsal about eight thirty. We rehearsed like maybe three songs, and he was like, "All right, you guys got it. Peace out." And, he left. and then he left at nine, so showed up at eight thirty, left at nine, and then we played like an hour and a half set with him. Nice, <laughs> just because he was just like on it. Yeah, and he was like in his seventies. And, on it, and you guys were on it as well, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was great. If it would have been like, "Oh, we need more time, guys," you'd have been like, "Oh, damn." <laughs> Did you guys yeah. play Tighten Up? Do we play like? 10 minutes of Tighten Up. Man. <laughs> that's he's, crazy. He's, you know, he's orchestrated. He's like, he's he's commanding the band on stage. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, drums, horns. All right. Only only bass and drums now. All right. Now we're going to tighten it up. Like, he's just calling out all the parts and then you just got to like stay on it. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah. That's it's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. We love it. So cool. So let me see. So now, you know, you've taken us through your, you know, the beginning of your, you know, of your journey when you started with band and band led into you know working with all these different artists and uh, you know kind of getting wanting to start your own project right. and how was that how has that transition been because now you uh let's talk about your new project right so um yeah like i said it was just kind of like i get to a point i feel like a lot of artists who i feel like if you if you just like do a lot of collaborations um it's fulfilling to a certain point, uh, but you don't have like the time or space to do like your own thing. 
it gets really frustrating. And I think that's where I got to. Yeah. Um, I had also like gotten to a point where I had plateaued as far as like my my instrument capabilities. Mm. And so like my musical capabilities where I was just like doing all the same stuff over and over. You know, yeah. where I was just like going back to like what I knew. And so then I was like, all right, well, I got to change some things. So I went back to school um, uh, for music, like composition, performance, and stuff like that. Um, came back with a bunch of new knowledge. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm gonna like take a step back from like these backing up people and 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 being part of like these these other bands like as my main thing, and that's something like my side thing now. And I'm gonna focus on like my own music, and so that's where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult, man. It's nice. hard. It's it's hard because like you, you know, I have a band now that I'm in charge of, mm-hmm. and I kind of have to be the bad guy and like say like, all right, you're definitely playing this wrong and you need to stop. Because are you like, you're like composing everything and you're bringing in a band to to play live? Yeah. So records that we hear, are are the bands recording with you as well or? Yeah. So uh, everything that I record, I record on my own. Um, I play like the the horns, the the guitar parts, the bass parts. Uh, I record all that stuff on my own and then and bring in people who are better than me to like <laughs> record the actual versions. Got it. Got yeah. It. Okay. Yeah, we had. Yeah, we just we just had that conversation not too long ago. But I was asking him, how does he feel now that he's like the head? You know, the main, the main dude of the of the outfit. Like, how does it? You know, managing other, you know, other uh, uh, musicians with a sound that's your sound in your head. You know, you you know how you wanted to sound. You know how you wanted it played. And it's like, how do you keep everybody, in a sense, like corralled and on the same track, so to speak? Yeah. And like, you know, keeping it to, to you know, giving them that liberty to like do their thing, but at the same time, keeping your sound your own. Like, that must be a little. Yeah, it's a intense dance. Sometimes it's a dance, man, because like all these people are my friends too, you know. So I don't want to disrespect what they're doing, um, but I also want to give them the space to like free up and like have their own input yeah. so it's it's the whole it's it's crazy man yeah that's that's crazy jam cam how do you deal with it because i know when you're in the studio um, do you like when artists come out and do their thing and you're recording them or whatever like do sometimes you have like a different ear and you think well maybe they should change yeah. something or you, you just let them go and be like i'm gonna record it, it comes out how you it, it depends on the situation because it depends on what hat i'm wearing at the time if i'm wearing a producer hat or if i'm wearing just the engineer hat, the relationship I have with the artist, my role in that song. So there are times where I'm working with an artist and, you know, I have to be the bad guy if there's someone that's trusting me to produce. Like, I call it like vocal production. And I'll tell them like, do it like this or that was good. Sometimes artists will take it the wrong way if they're, if they trust me enough to like, work in the studio with me and ask you for that feedback. I have to kind of feel out how they receive feedback before I give them the feedback, you yeah. know? But I'm also, yeah, I'm not very uh, shy about just telling them like, that was, that was, that was good, but don't do that. <laughs> or, you know, like do, do it like this. I mean, you can ask the homie Emron, he knows we work together all the time. I've had him do songs over and over yeah. and I'll just, I'll point out one word that they say and I'll say it just like them and they laugh. And I'm like, well, that's how you said it. Why are you pronouncing <laughs> it like that? Like, say it like this. And they're like, okay. And, and, it, and, it, and it works. I, I like to just associate it with like, I want to be like Dr. Dre where Dr. you hear stories about Snoop saying, yeah, like, you know, Dr. Dre made me do it. 
a thousand times. Like Snoop's, Snoop, from what I hear, uh, I can't say I know this for sure, but Snoop hates recording with Dr. Dre. Like, yeah. like he'll be like, man, I hate, I don't want to go over there. Because <laughs> like, he wants it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, perfection. Yeah, sometimes you got to be the bad guy. But that's more so when I'm like vocal producing or stuff like that, you yeah. know. Um, I do a lot of collaborations as well when I'm making beats with other producers. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. And my style is very like simple, very like committed. I'm not someone that will like, let me lay this down and then try 500 different sounds and tweak this and nudge this over. Like once it's down and I I get it, I'm like, cool, let's move on. Some people I work with, they're really like neurotic about it in a good way. And I'll be, they'll be like, yo, you should try this. You should try putting this delay and do this. I'm like, oh, no, it's good. But not to the point where you're losing sleep over it. And then you're like, no, 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 no. That, that, um, that line just needs to be completely done over again. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, no. There have been times though, uh-huh. where I'm sure you've experienced this, experienced this as well, where you've written something and maybe like it was okay, and maybe the the artist you're working with or the session player or the band member laid it down, and you're like, okay, I'm not gonna really fight them. But then like you're you are like losing sleep every time you hear it. It's like ah, uh, and then you hit them like, hey man, I think we need to re-record this one yep. part, and they're just like, ah. Uh. I've had uh, <laughs> I've walked away from a recording and listened to it over and over, and I'm like, gosh, we gotta do it. Again. We gotta set up another day. I would probably you know? just say like, oh, you know what, dude, the file was corrupted. <laughs> um, can we can we do it over? Again? <laughs> do it, do it one more time. Yeah, yeah. that's probably what I would do I, if, and if I, I would, were in that situation. I would that would be great. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we do. Or uh, my homie uh, from the sincere uh, Joe Q. Yeah. He um, he records the tape. Oh wow! So we got to go back. Very analog, very old school. <laughs> yeah, we got to go back and like, all right, we recorded the horns on like one mic, so we got to go back and do all the horns, which right. we actually had to do with one of my tunes. We went back, we re-recorded all the horns on one song, and uh, we brought in this, this trumpet player who I had never met before, and we we came in, we did the horns, they sounded great, and he says, I don't know, it's kind of missing something. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what was your name again? But then, no, but then I was like, yeah, no, but then I was like, I, that was my ego saying like, like, who is this guy? He doesn't know who we are. You know? Right, like, right. But he right. was right. Like, he was absolutely right. And I was like, all right. Interesting. I got to check. I, I got to check myself and I need to have, once in a while, I need to have those like outside perspectives to let me know like, mm, this doesn't quite slap as much as you thought it did. Uh, you know? Yeah. Technical question though for you. Uh, do you prefer recording on tape or digital or anything like that? Does it matter to you? I think um, uh, I, tape always sounds great. You know? Um, I don't have the the time to record the tape personally mm-hmm. um, when I'm recording my own demos or, or trying to like write. Um, but when when the time comes to do like final stuff, tape is great, you know? I see. And when when, when we're in there and we're working and we're spending like all day, um, tape, yeah. But, yeah, the sincere stuff sounds. Yeah, yeah man, man, that… that tell, the, tell, tell the difference. Yeah, and that's all tape and that's all Joe. He, he knows how to… He's experimented like for school. years. I was yeah. just watching the um, Hitsville, USA, the story of Motown. Just like came out not too long ago and… Uh, they're showing like the Funk Brothers and everything, and how they they had a big, huge rehearsal room, and they yeah they, you know, all the vocals in one microphone, all the horns in one microphone. Yeah, and man, that's crazy. Yeah, that dude, that that 
yeah, those old techniques, man, they 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 work, but they're tough. Requires man. a lot of work. <laughs> they're tough. You yeah. Can imagine. Yeah. So let's go back. How was going back to school? Going back to college because um, me and me and little JJ were blessed to uh, to go check you out in one of your last performances. And right. Man, that band they had. What do you guys have? Like a Latin? Uh, it was like a Latin jazz thing. Yeah. They were freaking, man. <laughs> I was like sitting down. I was like, man, these guys are badass. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's crazy because like I'm a certain age, <laughs> and the kids, you know, going to school are. are going to school for the first time and so I'm there and I'm seeing them make the mistakes that I made my first time around and like I, part of me is like I should I should probably say something you know but then I'm just gonna be that old guy <laughs> telling you what you should be doing that like when you're 19 you know and you're not gonna listen um, and it's tough it's hard man and it's hard like seeing these dudes who are like 20, 21 and they're just like chilling and then I'm I'm trying to be killing but I don't know if I am, you know? Yeah, and I don't know if, like, I don't know. It's just a weird vibe, you know? Like, with when the age difference is, yeah. like, so apparent, you yeah. know? No, but you you killed it. Me and me and JJ were Thank like, you. man, he was getting down. I, I, I'm i going to post, I'll post, I still have a couple of video clips of, of uh, <laughs> JJ playing, uh, and I'm going to post them. But um, everybody, percussion was on point. Yeah. Um, the dude, I, I don't know, I forgot his name. The one that was playing the trumpet, man. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Raging. That, and then that's that that's a guy. Ooh, that's man. a guy who's like in his. I think he just turned twenty one this year, and he's like he plays like he's been playing for like thirty years. And yeah, he had like a solo, and I think it was uh, uh was it when you guys did Oye Como Va or one of the middle end yeah. songs, and his solo blew me away, yeah. blew me away because I was like, damn, he's just like, crazy, dude. crazy ass like little white kid with like crazy salsa chops yeah big time yeah he could play salsa like nobody's business and too. then he sang he sang a song the end <laughs> yeah, the end song he sang he a got down man I was yeah. like this dude he sang a traditional Cuban song yeah wow <laughs> he got crazy. down that's cool yeah. and your instructor too he was doing a little two step up and down while he was <laughs> yeah. conducting you guys I was like yeah man it's crazy yeah but yeah man school school's uh it's a uh, I mean it's weird like I feel like school is is great for some people and then like unnecessary for others like you just like you find your success yeah. without it or with it and for me I just I reached the point where I was like I, I need this I need this right mm. now you know yeah was it like through like music theory or certain like figuring out certain things uh, throughout yeah like, for you to, as the reason why you went to school yeah so like I think um just as far as like technical aspects on my instrument, I, oh. I had reached like a certain point where I was like, I couldn't, I like self-discovery just like wasn't happening anymore, you know, because I wasn't, I didn't know how to teach myself, you know, because I, I never really learned the skills to teach myself, you know? Um, and so then when I went to school, I was able to do that. And then at school, I learned a lot more about music theory and um, jazz theory and composition. Yeah. Cool. And now that, like, now like I'm like, I'm listening to like Neo Soul and stuff. I'm like hearing all those like mm. beautiful chords and I'm just like, oh, that's a beautiful night, yeah. man. That 11, that 11, oh, hits, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's dope. So yeah, it's like a, you go back to school for more of like a foundation. Yeah. For more of a foundation. It's, it's a foundation to like refine the things that I know I already want to do. Yeah. You know, I have the idea, like it's just like, like, you know, you're mining and like you're just like, you know what's there, you can see it, 
you know, and it's just like just picking away at it so you can like pull out that little gem, Fire. you know. Nice. Yeah, that's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 super sick though. Yeah, Thank definitely. You for going back to school and getting an education. You said Thank school's you. not for everybody, but if it works for yeah. you, yeah, know what you need it for, and take advantage of it, you know. Yeah, I just feel so, like either like like for example, if if you were learning like the like a trumpet or or just any instrument for the for any. Uh, for any example, it'd be like you get together with another person that would play the trumpet, and mm-hmm. that's you jam and be like, "Yo, I just figure this kind of like you know this chord succession or whatever." Yeah. You know, I figure that's how it would be most of the time. Yeah. As opposed to, I go to go back to school to uh, gain this theory, or I could Google it or something like that. Yeah. You know, I guess you know I, I feel like all these tools are already at our at our grasp already. As opposed to, I got to pay tuition to go to school for something that I could probably do a lot of research online or look through books or what have you. But yeah, I, I that's just I guess it depends on right. Who it and is, that's, right? Yeah, and like that's not that's not a wrong way to do it either. Like I think for me is, I was just like, I needed somebody to like kick my ass. You I know? see. <laughs> you know, I needed yeah. somebody to be like, yeah, no, you're doing it wrong. You know, so like finally get to the point where I was like, all right, I think I'm doing it right now. Cool. You know. Yeah. Um, so who? Yeah. Like, do you feel like you you uh, had like bad habits? Oh, definitely. Uh, from the beginning, and then now it's like all refined. Uh, I feel like I'm still rough, but I feel like also it's always being refined. You know, I see. it's never. I feel like music is like a, a a tool that's never as sharp as you want it to be. You know, and like you 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 just every new discovery sharpens your tool. But also gets you to no point where you're like, all right, this is a new thing I need to cut. Cool. And, and I'm not quite there yet. So I need to get there. Dope. So let me ask you, does growing up in East Los uh, influence your sound? Because I know like, man, back in the day, it was, you know, that whole, you know, brown eyed soul. Right. You know, that East Los soul, they, it's just, a you know, a sound that distinctly came from East L.A. And yeah. um, is, pro- you know, could probably be a whole genre in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that like how did they those bands or that sound influence you or did it influence you? Def I mean, like I could go down a list of, of bands that I used to love that are from East LA. Um and I would say that like my music ah, man, it's hard to put in words. Like I want to respect everything that everybody did. I don't want to sound like yeah. what everybody's doing. Um, but I also don't want to like lean on, like, I'm a band from East LA. You know, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're a band Definitely. from East LA. You know, because uh, it's yourself in a box. Right, right. Because like, no disrespect to anybody who does that. Because like, there's, I feel like there's like a certain level of respect that you have to have for the place that you're from, and like to, there's a certain level that you have to have of musicianship to be able to be like, yo, this is us. This is where we're from. But I, I, I just feel like that's like not what. I want to do, but at the same time, there's also this like double thing where I I do, no, yeah, yeah, I do yeah, want to do that, you know, I do want to pay respect. Um, so I like take all those influences. I feel like I put them in a jar, sure. and, like I just like yeah. set it on the side, you know. I just watch it, you know, and then write my music. But I don't like that's cool. Try to ingest it and like spit it back out. Oh yeah, I like that's... these I like these visuals right now. Right, like <laughs> oh, I, see, it, it, I see you, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> so so. When it comes to your band, like, you know, fill us, fill me and the listeners in. 
Do you guys have a vocalist or is it instrumental stuff? It's all instrumentals. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about like the uh, like the place for instrumental music in today's music? Has it always been that way in your genre? Uh, or do you feel like um, now is like the time? Uh, you know, I don't know. Like the, I feel like there's a place for music fans. Like if you're a music fan and you hear a band that just does instrumentals, if the instrumentals are like fire and like, you're going to love it no matter right, what, absolutely. you know? Um, but like the same goes with vocals. Like if there's a vo like a band, like if you only like bands that have vocals and the vocals are just like trash, right. it's like, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that same thing, you know, where like my instrumentals could be great. And I just reached this point actually where I, I, I was thinking about all the stuff that I've been writing. And I'm like, I, is this stuff like just for me? You know, or am I making stuff that, like, people are going to be into? Um, but, yeah, uh, I feel like there's there's always that uh, that space where people are going to show up and, and be into it. Like, there's, like, tons of bands that that do that tour that do uh, great instrumental stuff. Like, there's the Budos band um, on Daptone, and there's, like, uh, the Manahan Street Band that used to back up Charles Bradley. Um, so all these bands that, like, do this instrumental stuff, and it's hot, you know, it's, like, it's a party every time, you know. So, I think there's definitely like that. The people that look for it, yeah. you know, and yeah. and if it's good enough, it'll like convert people to like I gotta find more of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And have you noticed that, especially online with like streaming and like you know playlists, that there's been more of a lane for people that do instrumental only stuff? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, like, I feel even as as kind of like evil as Spotify is with like their payouts and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of brought back like that whole like that MySpace thing where you could click on one artist and then all of a sudden like, oh man, look at all these other guys, other guys that these guys are into, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like just find, you go can just go hole. down the rabbit hole. Yeah, right. of, Relatable of, tracks. Yeah, you know? And stuff like that. And and it's just like this this crazy world, you know, especially for the instrumental stuff. You know, yeah. like I've, I've listened to like a... You go to like the Budos band and you'll find like L. Michael's Affair, yep. mm -hmm. you know, Manahan Street Band, yeah. The Midnight Hour with Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed uh, Muhammad. And it's just like... It's instrumental vibes. Yeah, you know, yeah. like... Uh, Super good. It's crazy, man. Vibes. Yeah. It's like yeah. curation. Yeah, and I feel you. Uh, so let's talk about like the Spotify and like the payment thing because <laughs> you brought that up. I want to get you, your feedback. So a lot of people, as you guys know, are, are com not complaining, but... They're saying on how Spotify and the payout system is like super low. Explain that though. How hard, Explain so, like how much so as, my, a, my as an artist gets. As a, my understanding, it's it's a, it's a it's less than one cent per stream. So in order, if you get like a million, you know, like streams, depending on your splits and the if you are collecting all types of royalties or not, you're making between like twenty five and four thousand per million streams. Um, which if you boil it down per stream is like less than a cent so people are just like you know wow this band had a million streams and they only made 4,000 um, and they compare it a lot to like well I don't know if there's anything to compare it to because it's such a new platform yeah. um, I compare it to radio so I, I just want to get your your feedback on that because I, I have a lot of people that that um, they look at that as like a like a bad payout system but just what's your what's your thought on that yeah that's tough I I feel like if you're I mean like if we're being completely honest I don't think anybody's gonna be relying on Spotify as their mainstream of income 
effects. You know, like unless you have a, a huge amount of right, streams. right. But even then, yeah. even then, like the biggest artists, you know, like you said, like a few million, you know, streams comes out to like maybe a fee for like if you're at that level, that's like that's your Postmates for the for the week. Yeah, you know, something yeah. like that. You know, I think people are also over overestimating underestimating help me guys are over underestimating how much a million stream is overestimating over because yeah. big bands that that are they're getting billions of streams right i have like half a million like half a million streams and i'm nobody um so you're people, somebody to me jmk thanks oh. man i just wanted <laughs> me I was, too i was just bro. waiting for you guys to say that can we talk about no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh where is this like yeah a million streams is is a lot but it's if you're at the level when you're getting, you know, you're touring and you're, or even not, if you're just making stuff. It's, I don't want to sound like optimistic, but it's it's not that hard to get a million streams. In right. my my point of view, as someone that's I'm an instrumentalist, I'm on some of those, you know, like Spotify playlists. I worked very hard to get on yeah. on on them, um, but I think that yeah, it's not a lot. But you're right though, not to cut you off, but like. You're not gonna live off of your streams, yes. right? Now, is yeah. it is it um is being on Spotify is it like a like an investment? Like, do you put up a lot of money to to you know display your music or get to that point where you know you're getting payouts, or is it something where it's just like you upload your music and then it just you just let it go and hope for the best? And hope for the best. Every every everything is an investment. Like, it doesn't cost anything per se. Yeah, like it's just whatever. Uh, source you go to to get your music on Spotify. There's companies like CD Baby or DistroKid or United Masters. You pay something. Some companies charge you per upload. Yeah. Some companies charge you uh, per year. And then with that exchange, you get a like a royalty payout. You know. So I think that is a great investment. But I know a lot of people that say it's twenty dollars a year for a DistroKid. Um, they're uploading music. Uh, but they're not even making the $20 per year off of their streams, uh, which that's like a separate issue, I feel like. Because the minute, I mean, this is art. We don't have to upload it to these yeah. to these platforms. We don't have to work, go to the man. And just like people that don't, I don't want to get played on radio, you know. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do any of that. You yeah, can I, just sit in, a, sit in a circle in downtown Pomona yeah. and sing Kumbaya at an open <laughs> yeah. mic. I guess, yeah, that, that you was know, You my, don't have to do any of that. Yeah, you know? that was my, I guess that's where I was going with that. Like, are people, like, not forced, but they have no other choice. Well, Spotify is the only place if you are going to hear music my music, heard. so let me just, you know, throw my music on there and they need to pay me now because I'm, you know, like, so that that that's where I was going. Like, is it, you think it's a necessity or? I think you, it what is. Do you, what, do you, what do you guys think? I think it's a necessity it, as, a, as a way of marketing and promoting yourself. Just kind of like just to have your your name out there, uh, kind of like how how SoundCloud is pretty much how some artists were discovered through SoundCloud, yeah. like uh, Khalid when he sent, uh, put out Location, for example. That's how he was discovered on nice. on SoundCloud, right? Um, he, I think Casero, shout out to him. He he told me that him, uh, Khalid, and I forgot the other artists, but. They were all like featured SoundCloud artists or something like that at one point, and Khalid just took off. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one way he, his name blew up through through those kind of avenues, as opposed to say you posted up at you know in front of like a 
like a Walmart trying to slang your CDs or yeah. down Hall- down Sunset just trying to sell your CDs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's now that music is easily attainable. I think that's it's a great way to to get your to your music out. out there. Period. Because like, so for example, like you you watch certain TV shows or or whatever's on Netflix, and then there's like, yo, I never heard this song before. Like, you know, that's cool. Like how I discovered El Michael's Affair through Chef. Okay. Movie Chef, right. you know the yeah. whole like yo the Wu Tang thing, the Wu Tang, yeah, yeah the yeah, whole yeah, Thirty Six yeah. Chambers. Like I was like, dude, I need this, and I came across it at Amoeba. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. like so, like, you know, that, I, I wanted you to pull it, and you like, fuck yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, gold, man. <laughs> yeah. I want to do the same thing when JMKM releases something like that. Ooh, you know, what? make that. Yeah, just like get like put out a forty five or something for me, and gotcha. and then just. Put it out somewhere in like one of these local record shops, and then just like, oh, JM Cam, forty-five. <laughs> I got you. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. I, I think I think you put it like I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Because like, it is at this point because the payouts are just like basically inconsequential. It's a marketing tool now, right? You know, it's marketing your live stuff. It's marketing, you know, the LPs, the forty-fives, you know, because that's. The physical media now is like, that's where it's at, I yeah. think, you know? And yeah. the live performances, the the merchandise, yeah. all that stuff. And yeah. Yeah, man. At any level, they say like your main source of income is going to come from touring or from merch. Like all the artists that are on that are getting those 200, 300 million streams, um, you know, they, a lot of them, unless they're completely independent, I want to say it's like, Still, 80% of like the top income earners of streams are people associated with labels and are still on this like kind of this old model, but the new model. But there's 15 to 20% of people that are like independent that make it, that they can sustain off of streams. Like, and if if they have a hit record and they're getting a hundred million streams, and that that Spotify payout that we mentioned is only for Spotify. So imagine you're at this level where you don't have crazy splits. You don't owe, you don't, because some of these people at the bigger levels, like Drake, I saw a breakdown where he owns about, like, he gets about 11% of the of the 100%. Because of producer, uh, producers yeah. and, and producers, all Producers, label, he owes baby money for life, like, all these things. So, yeah, but then his… Child support. Like, he's still getting, <laughs> he's still getting like three or four million a year <laughs> off of streams. But he's making 100, 200 million a year off of everything else. So yeah, and yeah. that and the streams don't, it's just a small thing. Yeah. But on the smaller level, if you can get to the level of like a Kuko or I don't know what his deal is or some or like a Russ or someone that's like putting out music independently, they're touring, they're making merch and they get 10, 12K a month off of streams. That's life-changing that's money. Great. And that's great. amazing, yeah. Because they're producing everything, they're writing everything, they have the homies in-house. They're not giving the label all these splits. So it's it's a different… We're in a different right. time right now because we didn't have the phones. We didn't have streaming. Like, yeah. people don't realize this, but Spotify, all that, it's technically… When it comes down to the type of royalty you get paid, it's a radio stream. You can, The same stream that you would… The same uh, publishing income you'd get in the 90s from a radio play, you get part of that from a digital stream. Mm. Now, there's a digital streaming royalty that you get… Um, if you use DistroKid or whatever, but there's also another type of royalty that is accrued from each play because Spotify is what's known as a aggregated online radio source. 
So if you have the free Spotify account, you know, you can't choose the songs. Right. That's equivalent to a non-user interactive radio oh stream. God. If you have the one where you can choose… and Kind of like monthly, Pandora. It's yeah. exactly in the same category as Pandora. Okay. Gotcha. But if you have the one where you pay, it's, it's, still, it's still the radio stream. So not only are you getting your 0. .008 cents from your Spotify stream… There's this other money that's going into a bucket that people, most independent artists don't even realize. Is it? So when people talk about, uh, you know, like, oh, we're only getting X amount of you know royalties per stream. Think about how hard it was to get on the radio in the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Now you're getting on the radio just for… for On your own bucks, in For a 20 sense, bucks right? a year. Yeah. Now you're on the radio. Now what you're going to do about it, you know? So yeah. are you… Are you figuring out how to get more people to listen and that's hey man it's like we hear this a lot and it's been said on this podcast before but you know you can love the music but the music business is the one that's gonna break your heart like yeah. Yeah. if you're deciding to upload to to like DistroKid and you're and they should sponsor this pod I'm gonna mention it right DistroKid <laughs> DistroKid Distro Kid. if you're DistroKid no if you're uploading to like, <laughs> to you like Spotify Distro Kid? yeah have you guys heard about DistroKid it's pretty good Um, if you're uploading to these services you're deciding to to dance in the music business. Yeah. So either take advantage of it or like I said, go sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, definitely. Like, it's like the meanest mosh pit, dude. Like you get in and nobody helps you like pick you up if you fall. Yeah. You're just in it. Yeah, just get it. <laughs> yeah. I like all these constantly moving. Analogies, man. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Really good analogies. So um let me ask you about uh El Domingo music. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? And then for the listener, describe Describe your sound or describe like the direction you want to go in. Uh, so the, the name came from, uh, I just feel like there's like a little bit of like magic that comes from Sundays. You know, everybody like, you love Sundays. You also hate Sundays because, you know, you got to go back to work the next day. Um, <laughs> Sundays is when the family gets together, the cookout, you know, the carne asada, the barbecue, all that stuff. Um, so, uh, Domingo is also like the money that, you know, your allowance that you get from like, you know, grandma, grandpa or your godparents and they slip it to you like secretly, you know. So I kind of had like all that in mind uh, when I was thinking about it. And so I was like, dude, like this, this needs to like evoke like those feelings of like when you listen to El Domingo, like it's a Sunday. Like, no matter what day of the week it is, you listen to it, it's a Sunday, mm. you know? And 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 you're getting that secret oh, money. Yeah. And I think that, you're hitting that mark. You're hitting that yeah. mark. That's the, that's the vibe. When I heard, like, I think you put out the track, uh, the one where you posted with the ice cream truck. Yeah. Yeah. When Yeah, when you posted that track, that's exactly like, I was like, this must be the sound and the vibe and the feel because it's, that's what it feels like. It feels like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And you're either out with the fam you know, taking a stroll or you're barbecuing. Or you're thinking about one of those days yeah. that, that it happened. And it brings you back. Exactly. Yeah. So, man, that's dope. That's dope. Um, are you thinking about pressing any 45s? Yeah. Uh, yes. As soon as we get, like, <laughs> as soon as we get, like, the the best possible recordings, you know, we're going to put something out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so where are you guys recording at? At your homie's house with the tape? Yeah. So, he's, uh, he works out of… Um, studio yeah he works out of the studio over in Yalto and um pretty much all analog yeah yeah it's, pretty, Rialto, it's a drive is that, is that east or west it's east. towards the ie yeah the ie um so we're gonna try to head out there uh and then we'll shop it around 
I, I got a dope record shop. I can uh, plug you in. It's called Serious Cartoons of Records in San Bernardino. Oh, nice. They they um, they do tapes and records. They're a record label as well. Dope. Um, yeah, and they they have all they have a bunch of dope records over there. So once you get it all pressed up, and if you yeah. need a plug on tape too, I have a. It'd be great. I don't have yeah. a plug on vinyl yet. Do you have someone yeah. I can press? Okay, yeah. I might need to connect with you because. I want that reaction from Mike. My next, <laughs> my next project is dropping not on vinyl, but I want to now. So I'll, I'll make you one, one, one off for Mikey for you. Happy birthday to me! Yeah, what's you your get birthday? The, you get a dub plate. The 29th this oh. month. Oh, I won't have it by then. What's your birthday next year? The 29th of next year? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll have it Thank by you. Then. <laughs> what What about the year? Early release. Just <laughs> make it for Christmas. Yeah. Fuck it. That's great. So now let's. Uh, Let's switch gears for a bit. Let's, uh, t- let's talk about, let's get to some food talk. Because I know JJ and your lovely wife, Jessica, you guys are foodies. You guys go, like to go out and eat. And we like part- the food. And, and partake. Um, I like food. <laughs> Mike, how was your cute? Mikey, what's up? I like food a lot. <laughs> I'm hungover, man. Leave me alone. So let's, um, let's go with, uh, you're done playing the show. <laughs> You know you're you know you're out there. You're ready. Yep. You know, partied a little bit. Ready to eat. Ready to eat. <laughs> now let's let's hear some uh, some go to spots. All right. Uh, well, I would say at the top of the list, like without fail, uh, East Los Tacos. Ooh. Yeah. East Los Tacos is a spot uh, in between First and Cesar Chavez on Ford, and they are there Thursday through Sunday, from five thirty. To two AM. Man, he knows the schedule. <laughs> what? No, man. They, no, man. Look, these these guys super consistent. Yeah. You know, um, uh, lengua. You know, all the all the classics. That's that's my go to. So lengua. Nice. Um, but yeah, that place is like our go to. Like after show, actually, I went. Uh, I was playing a show with uh, the Slackers. I was super sick. I felt terrible. It was like Christmas, and uh, she was like, "Listen, we got to get you home. You know, you, yeah. you look terrible." And I was like, "Stop, no, no." This <laughs> <laughs> is we gotta get we gotta do. She's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, let's go. Man, ended up being the, great. You had the flu game. game I, I had to, uh, you know, flu you games. Know. Yeah. yeah. Um, ended up going. I got out of the car. Santa Claus showed up. Super drunk. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Forty-one. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Faded Santa Claus. Yeah, Come super, on. Man. He was pounding like a bottle of whiskey outside of the taco spot too. It was great. <laughs> what? So, you your favorite to go? Your favorite go to is the lengua. The lengua. Yep. Lengua, and then like you know. Throwing a random one for okay. fun. How many? Okay, what's the typical order? How many? How many? Uh, like, like it's your next, your ninth. What's what do you say? What's 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 order? Two lengua for sure, um, and then depending on how the pastor looks, mm, okay, I'll get maybe two the pastor and then like one asada just because like you know. I feel like you always gotta get one asada, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. at yeah, least yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. True. Yeah. So depending on how the pastor looks, if it's crispy, I'll get two. Uh, and then otherwise, they have like the special uh, keto taco that is like bomb. You don't even have to be keto to enjoy it because it's like they keto take the taco. cheese, they make the tortilla out of cheese. The mm. times are changing. Look at Adam's face. Look at Adam's face. Bomb, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> no, you know, hey, you gotta, you know, you gotta adapt with it's, to your surroundings. It's good, man. It's it's, it's bomb. Can you guys um, educate me on etiquette for color salsa per meat? Does it matter? You know, um, it might. It depends. I think it depends. Usually, like, because me, I like the uh, chile verde. I like verde on everything. Yep. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially carnitas. To yep. me, pork and, cool. and chile verde, it, and, it's a marriage. And, and like the chicken. Not that I ever get chicken tacos, but like if they oh, have yeah. the pollo, like, and it's 
And the green always goes good with that. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So personally, for me, like the salsa roja, the red chile, I've never really been like a a huge like oh man, they have never been a fan. But uh, some people might say yeah. Some people might say okay for carne asada, you got to put the red sauce. For um, you know, okay, for even chicken, the red sauce. For the pork products, we got to put green. you know green sauce. Verde. Yeah, yeah. Verde on everything. Yeah. Um, but like I said, me, I put verde on everything. Yeah. On yeah. everything. Same. I go green. I go green. Buche, verde. I'll go green then I'll, I'll throw some red if, uh, if I'm feeling yeah. Christmassy. Red and green. <laughs> I don't know. It's an aesthetic, bro. I, I feel like a lot of places… I no <laughs> feeling Christmassy. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the places that I go to, the red salsa… They're always… I feel like the red salsa is always trying to prove something. Mm. You know? Mm. They're, they're always trying to be like, yo, this is hot. It's like, yeah, but it's just… Does it taste good? <laughs> yeah. No, it's you know? the truth. Some places, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, so that makes what, sense. Yeah. I feel that. Better than everything, though. I remember I went to a, yeah. a, a spot by my old high school when I was in high school, and they gave, they did the same thing. Like, try the chile. You know, chile roja, right? Dude, made my ears ring. Like, I was just like dizzy because it was so, it couldn't even, I couldn't even. I think I had a traumatic like, experience just like enjoy you. Enjoy it no more. Right. Because it was so, like, insanely hot. <laughs> Yeah. Like, fucking yeah. No, I remember sitting Dude, on the toilet. On the floor, <laughs> came out the same way it came in. It's brutal, man. Fire, yeah, bro. fuck that. And I was like, fuck that. It was blast off. Better there all day. <laughs> yeah. but fuck sometimes, that. Sometimes don't they try to sneak you with like some places the green will be the hot one? No, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And they'll be like, what? They'll throw in like habanero in there and you'll see like random little bits of orange. Because, you know, because of the uh, orange the, habanero. Yeah. And yeah. Then you take one bite and it's like done. Yep. It's over with. Uh, if I actually, if I could, I, I wanted to highlight one more spot. Do it. Man, I was about to ask you if there were yeah. any more other yeah, spots, yeah, yeah. just in case you had like a rotation. <laughs> well, of, I mean, places. This this spot just I want to keep it thematic uh, for like for a domingo, for like a, a good like maybe one o'clock. You don't want to start the barbecue. You head out. Uh, Cinco puntos Ooh. in East LA. Uh, I think it's on Cesar Chavez and uh, Lorena. Yeah. Oh man. That place, the carnitas, ridiculous. Tortillas, always handmade. Uh, the salsas are, there's not, like that conversation about the red salsa, non-existent at this place because every single salsa has a different flavor profile mm. and does not yeah. overpower anything in any way. The pico de gallo has the, uh, the cactus and nopales in it. That's just like fire. I love that. Mm. And you have like you can order two tacos and like you're done. Yeah, they're good yeah. size. Yeah. How much? For, how much? Yeah. For, how much for one taco? I don't know. I think it's like two fifty, maybe yeah. three fifty. Is it they're, they're pretty massive. They've been they've been consistent for like I used to go there when I was younger than JJ, and we lived on Western. So you figure going from Western, going all the way down to the East Side, like my pops were saying, yeah, my grandpa was saying, we used to go every Sunday before some some carnitas and buche from single puntos. Yeah, man, that's wow. exactly what I wanted this morning. I, I wanted menudo. Yeah, you guys gotta you guys gotta yeah. check it out. I like the Bomb. small. I like the place that have like the small small tacos. You can just murder like two a lot. bites. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me get six. <laughs> ten. Let me get ten. I what else? That. Any any other any other spots? Other uh, than, how about other than tacos? Like, other than tacos, yeah, gems. All right. Um. All right. Well, how about pop ups? Oh, let's go pop-ups. Pop-ups. Uh, East Los Musubi. East Los Musubi, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys you are know? pretty good, I heard. Yeah, right. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this concludes our uh, <laughs> our podcast. Thank you. Now, yeah, obviously, Isos Musumi and your killer, super amazing. Um, and uh, Ace Barbecue. Ooh, yeah. Shout out to Ace, Ace Barbecue. Ace Barbecue. We gotta have uh, you guys on the podcast. Definitely, yeah. Those guys, man. Uh, I've known them since high school, uh, and they started doing uh, barbecue maybe what two years ago, I think. Cool. And it's like Mexican inspired barbecue. Uh, they got their barbecue sauces like tamarindo, mole sauce, mole barbecue. Um, Damn. Uh, what is it? The pork, the uh, al pastor pork oh, belly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, what? Yeah, al pastor pork belly. They got. Jordan's uh, awake again. Pork. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cochinita pibil pulled pork. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, mac and cheese con rajas. Uh, what? Rajas. What is that? It's like uh, peppers, right? Like jalapenos, kind of. Jalapenos. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, dude, they're just ridiculous. The brisket is insane. Yeah. So, like, uh, I think uh, uh, traditional, I mean, Mexican is rajas con crema. So it's just, you know, like a cream sauce and and slices of jalapeno. And that's an actual dish, side dish. So they make it with mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, yeah. They call it Chicano Soul Barbecue, and it is. That sounds. You gotta check them out. That sounds fuego. Where they're based out of? Uh, East LA too, yeah. And uh, they do it. They do a pop up every once in a while at Sarah's Market and uh, yeah. City Terrace, and uh, it's fire. They uh, they do a special. You can take your own bolillo and they'll make you a torta on the spot. Great. What? <laughs> Mike, he's like, That's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. It's breaking all the rules. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. That's what yeah. we're I wish we could bring like some. Some like Chinese steamed buns and see what they're doing. Yo, no, they would bao, love that. Some bao buns. Give me a bao torta, please. Just somebody bringing a a Wonder Bread loaf. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that happening. I don't know why. <laughs> what are you gonna do with this garlic bread? Just start bringing <laughs> yeah. up different breads. <laughs> so I got bread. this garlic bread off the clearance rack at Albertsons. <laughs> the whole thing. This one long, long garlic bread. What else we got, fellas? What about uh? Oh, so, what are the notorious notorious um, questions we asked regarding food Uh-oh. is overrated spots, and with this with this new craze of this Popeye's uh, chicken sandwich that I have yet to partake that my mom has had, and not me. What did your mom think of it though? Yeah, she she liked it a lot. She was like, I just wanted a couple bites, and by the time I got to work, it was gone. Oh, I was like, damn. Yeah, but then see, I heard it's just chicken and pickles. And yeah, I mean, it's I. I don't think it's anything special. Like, I don't think it's like some kind of like crazy special chicken sandwich. I think it's just a basic chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. Probably pickles and mayo is what I'm assuming. And that's it. It's pretty much like LAUSD issued, but a little bit fatter. Yeah. Probably better quality chicken. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. And that's it. I don't know if it's their marketing because I just seen that they like announced it. Yeah. And the next thing you know, they're rioting down south. <laughs> It's, it ended up going crazy. Employees getting PTSD. And a couple of weeks ago, me and JJ. It's horrible, man. Yeah, me and JJ were like, ah, let's go. We dropped her enough at work. And I said, well, let's go grab a chicken sandwich. See if, you know, we could grab one. Yeah. From downtown, because I was in South Central. And I drove all the way towards my house. So I went to the to the Popeyes on, on Marengo, right by the county hospital. Line out the door. No, thank you. Went to the Popeyes on Valley and um, Atlantic in Alhambra. Mm-hmm. Line out the door. Went, so we're just like, oh, screw this. We're not going to. It's, mar- it's I drive by market. that, that yeah. Popeyes every day to yeah. go to work. 
and there's cars oh, there's cars in the parking lot like before they open it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy because there's no like um there's nothing attached to it. It's not like buy one, get one free. Buy one, next one's 99 cents. Yeah. It's just... It doesn't even come with fries. Oh, actually, no. they do have a combo. Yeah, they yeah. have a combo. It's probably like six bucks. The sandwich is like three bucks. Yeah. But the marketing just has people wilding. We ended up one on San Gabriel and Valley. Cops were in line. The line was out the door. You yeah. know, by that time, I was just like, this is... No, we can't. We have to come at some odd time, and which we tried the next day. And nah. I think it doesn't happen. It's it boils down to like a simple, two simple things. It's like a whole other whole other conversation I think we could have. Yeah. It's it comes to the timing of politics and the Chick Fil A supporting the Trump campaign mm-hmm. and one hundred percent race. That's deep. This is a, a place that has been celebrated and the opposite of celebrated by people in the black culture for the representation of the black culture with their mascots and their. And the commercials and yeah. kind of Popeye's chicken and it's yeah, all yeah, these yeah. people and it provides people who are outside of the black culture an opportunity to celebrate their their um, support by going to Popeye's and they're to prove that they're they're uh, they're they're not they're not effing with uh, Chick Fil A and that's it and it's JMKM with that third eye vision one hundred percent race and timing and it's yeah. applause to their marketing team for rolling this out in a way. That has to do with like, okay, now let's press go because of this Chick-fil-A. And it worked. Thing, and, it, and it worked. And it's kind of like everyone making a big deal about it. It's like these are people that um, they wouldn't really… I don't know. There's just a lot to do with like… It's deeper. With like the, yeah. their branding. You guys know it's what I'm deeper. talking about. Yeah, no, about. no. It, 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 and you hit it. It's deeper than just like, oh, here's our chicken sandwich. Yeah, now we can, now we can celebrate and tag that we're, it's like, we're what, going to Popeye's. You know? What else do you see online? It's… Oh, this chicken sandwich is way better than chicken. Yeah, Wendy's has a pretty solid fried chicken sandwich. They've been freaking KFC it. with their chicken littles. You can't say the chicken okay. little. Okay, okay, I, I gotta say something about that because hot take, Chick Fil A sandwich. Oh, shit. Huh? It's, it's okay. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's fine. Thank maybe. You. Yeah, it's just it's a chicken at, at best. It's it's oh, it's okay. Meeting adjourned. I think yeah. if you if you if you uh, if you talk about chicken sandwiches and then like the. The fast food, or if you work in the fast food industry and you don't like that term, they'll call it quick serve restaurant. Quick serve, yeah, quick serve. Um, you know, shout out to you know Narik Dasko who works for uh, Taco Bell. Taco Bell corporate. Um, but yes, chicken, 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 chicken sandwiches in the on the fast food. Like, are they are they ever any good? Like, I I could say I guess Chick Fil A is kind of like the Wendy's. You know how Wendy's is like. Hey, we have this beef. It's never frozen. Yeah. And you can go to a place and get a chicken sandwich. And a lot of times it's like a frozen. Sometimes it's even like as bad as like the McChicken yep. kind of style chicken. I think now everyone's finally doing like chicken breast. And yeah. so I think it's a different. I would say before like it was different. I would always say it's, you don't compare it to the, to the same as like the typical fast food chicken sandwiches because they don't freeze their stuff or whatever it is. I don't know if it's frozen. I don't know. But. I just think it's like apples and oranges compared to most. Like you don't compare Chick Fil A to McChicken. Right? No, not yeah, not at all. You know, it's like yeah. yeah, it's literally a different type of chicken. J M K M W O K E. I'm not. Woke. I'm I'm the least woke person. <laughs> so no, whatever statement you you just said about the whole thing and like how it ties to, to politics and race, the, the politics and the race and everything that's going on in the political cli- climate and yeah. and anything. That would upset people, like uh, you know, the the kind of culture that everything everything's playing in right now. You just 
nailed it pretty much. Opportunity. I, that's a great dissertation letter. I mean, I hope you become a Dr. JMKM soon <laughs> by that, you know. Dr. Dream Cam. <laughs> Dr. Dream Cam. So, while you just said uh, Chick-fil-A is kind of like whatever. Do you have any other? Yeah, was like, that your answer? Sorry. Yeah, I totally like, <laughs> we just went on a random. What's, sorry, your, what's overrated? By the way, race, <laughs> politics, Stay woke, motherfuckers. We all, we all, we all stand <laughs> up. <laughs> Chick-fil-A did you just do it? does not care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kneel right now, but you won't be able to see me on camera. <laughs> Just see your forehead. Yeah. So back uh, back, back to, to uh, our original <laughs> question. Yes. I'm sorry. Bring Do back you... the chicken little. Bring back the chicken little. Chicken little was fire, bro. <laughs> yeah, I love so chicken. That's just their little chicken sandwiches. Yeah, yeah KFC. KFC. A little sliders, don't, yeah. don't have them anymore? No, oh, they took uh, some places don't. You might find like a, a random oh. like KFC that still yeah. has them, but for the most part. I remember I was driving around one time when I was like maybe 12, 13 with my mom and she's like, you know, I'm going to stop at the KFC and see if they still have the chicken little. We went to one, they didn't have it. She's like, fuck it, you're leaving. Well, she's like, you know, I'm going to try this other one. We went to another one. She's like, oh my God. They have, wow. the, they have the chicken yeah, little. They have them in one. Yeah. So, they have the one with the Cheetos on it. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah. That one was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what? crazy. So, what's another overrated? What's another overrated spot to you? Uh, we talk about Holland Rays. Sure. <laughs> Let's talk about Holland Rays. Yeah, I have I have thoughts. Yes. I have thoughts go, about go Holland on. Rays. Another fried chicken sandwich. Yes, place, fried chicken sandwich. Not, if you're not yeah. familiar, yes. I waited. I did the whole thing. I so did. like a two-hour wait. What time were you there? What so, time did okay, you get there? So you got to time it right, right? Because I, I I woke up at breakfast. Did a few things around the house, maybe for about an hour, and then I went. So I waited. I got there at about eleven, and I ate at about two thirty. Yikes! Yeah. Um, Did you bring Nutri-Grain bars in your pocket? <laughs> no, I just brought a book. I was just reading my book. Uh, my wife, my wife was reading her magazine or whatever. We tried to stay off our phones because like, everybody, everybody in line, they're just like taking pictures, <laughs> selfie, selfie, waiting at Holland Rays. One hour later, yeah, still here, <laughs> still, still here. here, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're in the, you know, we did the whole thing. We waited, um, and we did hit that wall. Where we're like, damn, this is this is ridiculous. Mm. Is this gonna be worth it? This is gonna suck. We got there. We we're gonna take it to go, but then a few spots at the counter opened up. We sit down, and they're super friendly. You know, they're super welcoming, very inviting. They're like, "Hey, what'd you guys order? This? All right, cool. I got you. Thanks. You guys like pickles? Here's some free pickles. You guys like collard greens? Try these. You know, hey, check this out." This is from the chef. He just gave you a, a big-ass chicken wing with some cheese on it. Try it. It's bomb. This is why you're waiting? This is while we're waiting for our food at the counter. Okay. And they're giving us, like, all this stuff. And, and you know, they're talking to us. They're asking us where we're from. Customer service is, like, top-notch. Top-notch. Um, we ordered one sandwich and some chicken strips. We're going to split the sandwich, try the chicken strips, different heats. So we can try out all that stuff. I tell the guy, you know, cut the sandwich in half. He's like, all right, cool. I got you comes back and he says, hey, uh, I don't trust this guy with a knife next to me because he cuts the sandwiches. So we just got you two sandwiches. Oh, nice. So they hooked us up while we're waiting for the food. They hooked us up with, I think I counted it up in total. Like we got like 20, 25 bucks worth of free stuff. Like just waiting. And I think that they know that the wait sucks. And so they try to step up as far as like um, the, the customer service while you're sitting in the restaurant. Would I do it again? If I planned it, yeah. with some, you know, sure. You know, customer service made it worth it. Um, would I wait to take it to go? Probably not. You know, because I probably, we probably wouldn't have that experience that again. Experience, yeah. You know, 
The food was good. Food, you know, definitely made it worth it. Yeah, that's um, but it is polarizing, you know? There's, a, you know, the weight versus the food and it's, it. it's, it's insane, man. And like that, it, this is another hot take. I feel like if you go and you do the whole experience with like uh, at the counter and like engaging, um, it's as much of an LA experience as going to like Philippe's before a Dodger game. Waiting in line yeah. to have to try this food that you saw on Instagram or something, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. the experience. Yeah. The food yeah. itself, it was good, but it was food, like- food was good. Food was good. I would say like above average uh, uh, chicken sandwich, hot chicken. But like, right. there, there there are other places that you can get it like instantly and it's delicious yeah. as well. You know, like there's Fat Birds over uh, in East LA and they're, oh, they're fantastic. You know, their, their hot chicken is, is great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the variables with a chicken sandwich? Like, the quality of the chicken, if the breast is overcooked, mm-hmm. too much breading. If the bread is, yeah. oh, the, the breading, seasoning. Yeah. The bread, like, yeah, I feel you. I mean, it's like, not to downplay the experience of all these chicken sandwiches, yeah. but how good can it be and how <laughs> yeah. bad could it be? And yeah. if you're like, if you have a bad chicken sandwich, like, people will know it'll, like, if you're doing well and you have a chicken sandwich spot, it's got to be, good like you know what you're getting into yeah. you know there's all these maybe yeah. that it's the sauce or a breading or a certain seasoning that you might favor over the other but because it's such a limited menu and a limited experience it makes me wonder with these places with all these weights it's like why aren't they doing anything to improve these weights i feel like that's part of it you know like you, you part think, of the experience you think is- by now if you're waiting three hours for a sandwich and you have this this situation and sure it's a small restaurant and there's crowd control but i feel like that's become their thing like is there a way to make it faster, better? Who knows? Maybe we'll call Gordon Ramsay to tell them how to do it better. Yeah, but uh, no, <laughs> but I don't know. It, they like, just made it part of the experience, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just like, you got to I mean, yeah. you go to other places. like Because I'm like, pretty sure you could uh, streamline the whole process in itself already. Because you already know everybody's going to order a fucking chicken sandwich, yeah. right? Like in and out of Chick-fil-A. You don't, yeah. The lines are long. But you don't really wait in the line for too long. Right. Because they have a system. Yeah. They're literally walking up to you, taking the orders. Yeah, granted, chicken takes a little bit longer to cook. Yeah. And, and all that. But it's part yeah. of the mystique. Yeah. It ain't no tacos, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Right? Speaking of tacos, <laughs> what's your, uh, what, what, let's, let's talk a little bit. I know we don't have that much time. Let's talk about let's, it. Let's oh. talk about it. Let's talk a little bit about it. We want to get your opinion. You guys like that segue? Do you guys like that segue, by the way? Yeah, it's good. Love it yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool, know, it's I just cool. segue myself. Speaking of tacos, Eight speaking of ten. tacos myself, since I just mentioned tacos. <laughs> What you, I'm going on and on. What do you guys think about um, this new Taco Tuesday thing with, with LeBron James? Bro. It's uh, <laughs> oh, man. Do you remember I, when Disney tried to trademark uh, Dia de los Muertos? No, yeah. I don't. Can you tell me? I read that. <laughs> yeah. 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 They before did, before Coco came out, they tried to trademark Dia de los Muertos. And it was just like, everybody was like, what are you doing? Dude? In respect like, to what? Do you guys do… do, do, do Let's talk about what trademarking is. And like when you trademark Dia de los Muertos or Taco Tuesday or… You get the Aloha, rights. Aloha right. Poke, you get the rights. But in what you guys… It's it's limited. Right. In terms of what? Were they… Were they is I mean, LeBron James… Is he trying to trademark Taco Tuesday and you can't use it on your menu? Is he trying to like… Did Disney try to bar people from sales? Or was it in related to like merchandise? Like I First of all, LeBron James isn't on. even eating real tacos. Right, hard shell. Sup, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, well, so yeah, continue. No, you ain't Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
He's the king of LA. That ain't your hair in those videos on Instagram. Damn. Where the hair at? He went there. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> you ain't you ain't Michael Jack Michael Jordan. This ain't Space Jam. I'm just kidding. I have no See opinion. what happens when you're a transplant from Ohio and come to Los <laughs> Angeles. Now and now you wanna no, you wanna trade more taco You were King James six, eight months ago. Now you're just a transplant, LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> you're a transplant, homie. I'm, well, just, I, I'm just kidding. I know I, I, I read... don't actually think it is. <laughs> I read. Uh, I hope he brings uh, the championship. Let me see. Please, Via, just, win. Please just win, LeBron. <laughs> no. Via, win a championship. We'll talk about it. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. We break it down. So what? Okay. So I'm trying to think. Um, I read uh, LA Tacos um, article they wrote out. Okay. And then I looked more into it. I'm a political. Yeah, I looked more into it. So I guess his uh, LeBron James, his attorney or his team or whatever. They filed papers to trademark Taco Tuesday. How did this leak, though? I don't know. I this thing is public information. Probably, yeah. Probably someone like yeah. trademarking is like a public yeah. thing, right? But then you, when you, you can research, research that. When you read into it, it's like all the online stuff. Like, I guess he's gonna try to start a podcast called Taco Tuesday, and um, so no, can't. can you just please focus on the team? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's in regards to. Um, to online stuff, to anything online regarding potty, like you can't name your podcast Taco Tuesday or have it in a, in any type of like in the description, any type of description. Oh my god, it's ridiculous! Kind of, yeah. It's but I mean, all businesses, uh, most business is done online, so that's like that's taking. Yeah, it's kind of it's crazy. I, again, I have like a whole split fifty fifty split on like how people feel about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I had one friend say, "Well, he's smart. You know, it's business." Uh, I had another friend say, well, bro, like, you know, that Taco Tuesday is not even a term, you know, used by us. It, you know, it was a, a term by some white dude in like Minnesota or something. They trademarked it, you know, when it comes to like restaurants. Jam Cam was was letting me know because he knew about that. And so like stuff like that. So it's kind of one of those things where is it, again, the bigger picture of LeBron you know, in his video, like you got to see his videos too. So it's a whole thing. It's not. Just, I like him. It's not. It's not just he's. The know. only reason why I like him is because he involves the fa his family. That's like yeah. the aspect of it. Like yeah. he he's like uh, that's like the only takeaway that I have from it. Like it's, it's like involving the family and that they're having dinner together and stuff like that. And that's do, that's cool. I and, like that. Yeah. And do we you know do we go down the avenue of okay he's he's trying to kind of has a a Mexican. If that's even a, you know, like a accent when he's saying Taco Tuesday, you know, or <laughs> hey, how do you feel if, if they were doing some kind of like, you know, Filipino, you know, accent or Hawaiian mm -hmm. accent? Like, is it that? Is that the problem? Or is it Taco no, it's, Tuesday it's, the problem? You know, me, I'm all like, well, you got to think like, okay, if the tables were turned, I would other people feel you know I guess I don't know Yeah. I kind of always think like that like me I don't care like, but it's freaking stupid like how are you going to do that you know I think uh. it's dumb but at the same time like you know what do we you know like is it is it strictly a business thing there's yeah. multiple conversations to be had because yes. one is like the term Taco Tuesday and the the um, the whitewashing of a of a culture yeah of uh taking this food, this dish that's not traditionally, that's a traditional dish and turning it into something and then sensationalizing it for marketing Taco Tuesday, you know? And then 
The other conversation is, I think that we need to have, and I think we can start since we have a platform and this is something that people are going to listen to, is that we need to understand fully, like, things before we, like, talk about them. Yeah. And to, to like, we, we were talking earlier, like, what is it? It's, you know, we can't use Taco Tuesday, like, online or something. It's not the… I'll read exactly what, what the patent says and then we'll, we'll go from there. It says… Um, it says, the filing says that the trademark will pertain to downloadable audiovisual works, advertising, and marketing services provided by means of indirect methods of marketing communications, namely social media, podcast services, and online entertainment services. Namely, providing a website featuring non-downloadable videos and social media posts in the fields of sports, entertainment, current events, and popular culture. So what this means, the first thing it says is downloadable audiovisual works. Now that's specifically pertaining to like Podcast. If you look at the definition for podcasting, it's a downloadable audio video, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, they mention also non-downloadable videos. That's social media. That's specifically. What's a non-downloadable video social media platform? YouTube, Instagram. So it's, yeah. the trademark pertains to those things. So that does not mean that we can't write about it. We can't put it on our website. This is, to me, what it sounds like is they're… they're they're um, regardless of what it is culturally, they're they're trademarking a name for use for a podcast or so, or online content. It's like if I was gonna if we were gonna file um, something for a new podcast that we had, and we just we would the same verbiage would be the same. Now I think it's important for people to know that because we also bring up the the Taco Tuesday being there's a restaurant in like some state that they they filed for trademark of Taco Tuesday because they have like kind of like a Taco Bell type of restaurant. So that yeah, means that… and they came up with a term. It was it was well, the owner, I, right? No, I, no, they weren't saying that they came up with the term. They're just… They just… Not, Taco not, John's? Yeah, so it's kind of like if like the, uh, like the Aloha Poke thing. It's like we want to have the this. So if you have a restaurant, if you're… In, the way trademarks work is if you're in this field, we copyright this, you can't use it. So I we can't have a studio called uh or we can't have a pop-up called like coke musubi yeah that was i don't know what's that because we're in la and we, we know what it, we know what the problem yeah. is here i know uh, what no, that no. means no <laughs> but like because we're in the food industry and coke has da -da -da. but can we have coca-cola laundromat maybe i don't know you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. it's different so can we so i just think it's important to know that that's what lebron is copywriting or trademarking not copywriting yeah. But whether or not it's right or whether he's gonna go through with it, but um, you guys get what I'm saying. It's yeah, like yeah. it's he's it's not saying we can't use this word, and then we're getting into conversation about oh, but this is you can't da 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 da. It's literally like this is a name for a, a concept that he started. Because what's the context? What is Taco Tuesday for Just, LeBron? Does he is it like a, a an Instagram thing? Because he was making um. Like little clips. Little clips on Instagram with his family because they eat tacos every Tuesday. And, and it just became a thing. And then it just became a thing because mm. people started digging it, I guess. And and then I also read too that like his lawyer said uh, that he's made it like he's made it popular. So that's one of the reasons too why they were… They were Who's made it popular? LeBron. LeBron James. His, made, his lawyer said that yeah. in this article? It, yeah, it should say it. should say it somewhere in the… In the um, he, it's in like, Article Nine, Section Eight. If you okay, I got it. Yeah, like he said, like he's not like. I don't think he's he agrees with it. Doesn't think he should do it. But he says, well, you know, he has made it, you know, a little bit more popular. 
Yeah. It's like using a common phrase as a trademark. <laughs> yeah. You know? I feel crazy. like it's like a it's like a Fortnite dance. You know what I mean? Got you. Where somebody does it and has been doing it for a long like the backpack kid, right? Ba- right. Backpack well, kid was doing that dance or whatever on TV yeah. with like a bunch of artists. And then the Fortnite. And then uh, Fortnite folks took tried, it. Yeah. And right. so it's like, yo, that that was that belonged to that kid. You know, that right. kid made that thing up like or made it popular, you know? Right. And then they're like, oh no, it's you can't cop, you know. Can copyright yeah. a dance, and but they, they're making tons of money off of it because all the kids wanna, is do and is it ethical? Did they end up saying you're right and giving the breaking the kid off? Maybe, maybe not. I think that I think it ended up being like you can't copyright a dance. Yeah, there was something like, like that. that too because it led into like the Carlton dance. Like if you're familiar with Fresh Prince of Bel Air, it was the same same scenario because mm-hmm. I think they copied, uh, Fortnite copied the same thing, the the Carlton dance. Yeah, and they literally yeah. did like yeah, and it's like, oh, he owes him money, but. Carlton is not a real person. Right. Alfonso right. Robert was playing a character. Right. So who owns that? Is it Alfonso? Is CBS he going to sue? Or is it right. CBS? Well, it go, I think it, it goes down to uh, to business moves. and Quincy you know, Jones. Yeah. Business yeah. is cutthroat. So yeah, it's so kinda, interesting when it comes to like creative things and, yeah. and how who yeah. who who's the owner of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then is it, it goes to Carlton like, himself? Well, you should have capitalized it, on it. Yeah. yeah. And then it explodes. Yeah. You should have done that beforehand. Before <laughs> you should have trademarked it beforehand. Yeah, and you know? then it ex- it explodes because now this thing that we're talking about, whether it's ethical or not, just happens to be a co- a conversation or a, a common phrase in America that uh, Mexicans have been quoted as letting it slide. So right. we've let we've yeah. let Taco Tuesday slide, and now that is it's be- now it's like this big one of the biggest sports stars, one of the best basketball players of all time. Is is now is, say that. is taking <laughs> is, is now is is like I heard like he's just great he's better than Kobe and MJ. I don't know about Ooh. that. I'm just kidding. I don't. Yeah. Everybody, uh, watch your mouth. everybody yes, knows yeah. Steve Kerr is and the best this basketball wraps player. up awesome. our Magic. podcast. Thank you for joining. No, nobody nobody's better than Tony Kukoc. <laughs> the best Bulls player of all time is that left shrimp. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no. So so you have this thing where not only is this is this conversation about what I'm saying is not only is it about poor journalism poor consumption, having a poor social media diet and being influenced by, I'm reading all these headlines saying, um, you know, LeBron James files a trademark for Taco Tuesday. A LeBron James company, a LeBron James owned company is looking to trademark Taco Tuesday. Whoever wrote this headline could have wrote comma for podcast use, but that would make too much sense to make it uh, it, it would generate less clicks. People would get less enraged. So, so it's like we, clickbait. In that's, a, that's a whole other combo that we have. We right. talk about it. Just having this, where you know we're talking about stuff and people are posting these things and it's going viral, but nobody knows the, the difference between trademark and copyright. Yeah. But then on top of that, you know, imagine if it was like if it was the word slam dunk or fast break. LeBron James tried to copyright fast break. People would still be upset. But because we're compounding that with… First of all, it was Magic Johnson that created the fast break. So, not just kidding. Whatever. (laughs) But I could also relate this to to music. For example, if somebody copied… Had a sample of your music and like bit off a certain riff, for example, right? It goes into like… Who was it? Um, I think it was Pharrell that got in trouble for something recently. For the Marvin Gaye. For the Marvin Gaye sample. For uh, Blurred Happy. Lines. Blurred Lines. Blurred Lines. Literally, oh, yeah, literally blurring go. the lines of music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> Touche. Gonna... But yeah, it's it, it's all… It, like So like between the whole like creative space of things and, and people coming up with slogans and, you know, biting music and, 
and even like biting food and, and things like that. It's it's there's a lot of gray areas, right? Yeah. And then you um, add on the, the 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 culture part of it. Right. This is Taco Tuesday. This is that's where it gets really sticky. That's I, and and again, I, I feel that that's the bigger that's that's the argument. Yeah. That, that you know that's the that's the problem. Like you, people are feeling like, oh, what's up? You know. Yeah, and that's a, yeah, it's kind of like. How do you guys? How do you guys feel? Like, what's your background? Are you? Are you? I'm Mexican. Are you Mexican? Yeah. So, as Mexican, I don't even like to use Mexican American. I don't like to put American after these yeah. after our cultures because we are. I'm Hawaiian. I'm Japanese. I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah. You're Mexican, like yeah. Mexican American, African American, whatever. I don't like adding American. So, as Mexicans, do you guys feel like outside of this conversation? Say, one week ago, we're sitting here before this came out, and I said, "Let's talk about Taco Tuesday." How do you guys feel about Taco Tuesday? Do you guys feel like they, yeah, like how did? What is your stance on Taco Tuesday outside of this LeBron James? Uh, I feel like I have a pretty unevolved idea of it, where like I like when people use it, but I don't like when people use it. Mm. You know what I mean? Where like I'm like that's cool, that's cool. Not you, <laughs> like yeah, right? You know what I mean? And we know and, who that you is. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, 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 and it's like, and so like when LeBron James was doing it, I was like, that's cool. Like you know, right. he's having he's he's having a good time. You know, enjoying Taco Tuesday. Yeah, not like you said, not really tacos. You yeah, know, it's got the hard shell, which you know, whatever. But I get it. There's but, certain, yeah. There's a pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and and no, definitely, definitely. Well, the copyright thing. That's rough, man. It's rough. It, it you know, there's there's definitely feelings of like, man, I shouldn't be doing that. You probably shouldn't be doing that, right. but but I get how it's a business move, yeah. and he's not going to do it. He's going to they're going to fix this, I guarantee it. Well, he could be like, "That no, wasn't yeah. my intention." My and in LA, in LA, you know, in yeah. LA, like, come on, man, you just got here. Yeah, he's from Ohio. His represent like my representation of, of like tacos before I got here is what is on his T-shirt where it says Taco Tuesday. <laughs> is what that's I crazy, ordered yeah. the hard shell. And I bet you for a lot of people, action. That's what tacos were to me. Because yeah. me personally, I, I've I've never really used the term Taco Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I've never. I don't know if it's uh, well, it is. It's a newer thing. I want to say within the last, I don't know, few years maybe. That it's really been like people hashtag Taco Tuesday. It's a marketing Taco thing. Tuesday, you know, um, deals, you know, at, at, at certain places. Uh, but I've never been like, oh, it's Taco Tuesday. We got to eat tacos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's, also, yeah. I, also, I feel like anytime I think of like that term, those two words, I picture like like a, a, a Margaritaville type restaurant yes. like in Huntington Acapulco. Beach yeah, yeah. with like a bunch of like a bunch of dudes just like you know El with Torito. like the neon shirts like just like yelling you know like yeah. some shots, bro, I think of happy hour I think of 9 to 5 I think of America uh, Taco Tuesday I think of America yeah exactly America America, yeah. America. <laughs> because so, like that's not that's not how we consume tacos yeah. you know like, no 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 exactly that exactly. we like it, we consume tacos like one, you know, there's not a designated day. Yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> not a, there's not a designated day. Yeah. We've been on the street eating them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been at the taco trucks ordering tacos. We've been... Nothing new over here, man. At the, yeah. at the corners ordering them when they had a, you know, duck from, from the police or... So, yeah. So, exactly. So, it's like me, personally, I'm just like, this dude, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the heck is he doing? Uh, and, uh, uh, and also... 
not to go like it's not like deeper, but I also stuff like that. I feel like, well, if we do that to your culture, like how would you react to it? Like me, you know, LeBron's being LeBron. I also understand that when you do when he when you're at his status and you do certain things, then you have to protect yourself from people trying to sue you for everything. Mm -hmm. So at the same, you know, to yeah. flip the script Good in point. a sense. Good point. Yeah. To flip the script in a sense, like if he started using it, or what if other people started using his his likeness yes. to promote Taco Tuesday. Like you see a restaurant, like shoot a clip of him, Taco Tuesday, and then it, but it's promoting their stuff. Then okay, then it's like, well, you're using him mm -hmm. to promote your business, to market your business, yeah. And no matter how many millions and billions of dollars you're worth, you still don't have the permission. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like, I understand that. But my thing is, I always go back to like. What if we did something that reflected your culture and try to, like, whether it's a trademark or we act a certain way or, you know what I mean? Like, and that, and we, that we, happens. That's yeah. Called, it's called, it's called hip hop. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, everybody wants to be black, bro. So, when black yeah. people do stuff like that and their intention is in the right place, I, you, there's a pass involved. If LeBron, if it wasn't LeBron James, yeah. think about it. If, who's another, who's a, who's a famous white basketball player? Yeah. Like crickets. Larry, no, say no. Who's Larry a, Bird? Uh, yeah. If if Larry, okay. If if Larry Bird was in the league now, and he did this, and he yeah. and he came at this news, or who's someone now? Like let's talk. Like who's a? Well, I mean, coach like uh, Steve Kerr. Yeah, He's I mentioned. Probably, yeah, like, if, more if of, Steve uh, Kerr was like, hey guys, I'm coming up with a podcast. I'm talk like this. This yeah. is my impersonation of a of a Steve Kerr. Uh, right on. Right <laughs> I'm on. I'm having this. The conversation would be completely different if the Aloha Poke guy was not white. If this, let's be real, like. So I have this, I have strong feelings about this because in someone that's in the hip hop culture, you have to know that there is really no, at a larger scale, there's really very few cultures that are mimicked and, and applauded for, but also down at, looked at in a negative way when it's convenient than the black oh, culture. Yeah. You feel me? So like, I hear you. So when you say, what if we did that? I'm like, that happens every day. When you have a, when someone's like doing a caricature of hip hop, you're like, oh, yo, yo, you know, yeah. like. I remember one time I did a show and the host introduced us. He's wearing a suit and he came up on stage and he was like, he put on these stunner shades. He took off his, his, his suit jacket and he put on like a, like a hoodie and he put on a hat. He was like, all right, up next, da, da, da. And then that's exactly what is happening every day to like the black culture, to hip hop culture. Not to say that, now I'm not saying that all hip hop is black culture, all black is hip hop culture. There's more to black culture aside from hip hop, but hip hop is part of black culture. You guys understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yes. There. So I feel like when someone like LeBron James does this, there needs to be, this is my opinion, guys. This is not, this, my opinion does not reflect the, the views of this Treaty Still Beats podcast. If you're a, if, if LeBron James would have done this for Hawaiian pizza, I would have given him a pass. Anytime someone says something ignorant about my culture, I look at them and if they are not white, a different reaction as if they are. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, then there's also, uh, I think I saw like, I think it was a vice special or like some like eater video thing um, where they explored sort of like that food intersection. I think even, I think it was in South Central. There's like a bunch of people, there's a bunch of black people have that have businesses where they make like quesadillas. I think it's, um, yeah, like Taco Mill. All flavor, no all flavor, grease. No all flavor, yeah. no grease. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and then there's a bunch of people who like make tacos and Mexican inspired food. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and then that's that's 
If that was in Silver cool. Lake yeah. and it was a bunch of Jeffries, right. it would be a different story. And right. there are people, there are situations like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like who's that who's that cat that has a he has like a taco stand? Like he got super big. I don't know. I gotta look, I gotta yeah. I'll pull it up. There's one guy he got known for doing late night, you know, tacos. And he's white. And then it was right around the time where all these street vendors were getting picked up. Oh, and, he, became, and he wasn't. And Gringo, he became villainized. Was it Gringo Tacos or something? Yeah, like yeah. That? He yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And he I mean, he became villainized. Yeah. And um, he wore a suit. He wore like a tie and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? So yeah, he so had a nice cart. I yeah. think there's a reason why, though, that guy got, you know, villainized versus, right. the you know, all flavor no grease and taco meal. Yeah. And I think it's because there is a certain type of like. It's kind of like a conversation. Be like, all right, I see you. It may not be 100% accurate, but that's not like you get a pass because that's not a conversation to be had with you. Like if I have a homie that's asking me questions or if they're if they're black and they're they're being like, oh, you're you're from Hawaii. Like you like you know, like you, you know you like pineapple, right? Or if they're asking me like, why isn't a Hawaiian pizza, you know, like Hawaiian? Right. It's a different conversation. It's more of like, yo, I could, let me educate you. Yeah. Versus if the same conversation happened, unfortunately, from someone that's that's white or they're just like you know what I mean no 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 I, my reaction is 100% different, different. so I'm not yeah. saying that yeah. that he should get a pass I think it's more so of like we need to have a conversation about what it like how far Taco Tuesday got how much of a pass yeah. it already got and now that it is at this big level like like how do we react and of all times to react I would say like in my opinion he's not the one Right, because yeah. I'm sure there's a lot that he does give back. And I think there's more outrage, Ohio, or you know. I think more of the outrage is on the articles and how they're written, and how it's presented. Because if if it was completely stating the facts that you know uh, he's coining it for a podcast or whatever, or for digital for, for digital download, yeah. If yeah. you want to be mad specific about yeah. it, then cool. But they, the media portrays it as easy as clickbait, easy for you to be upset and angry about if if. That's, that, that's not your thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it just opens up a whole nother can of worms. That's what they want. And also, they want yeah, that's us, exactly they what us, they want. They want to keep us outraged, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they also, want us to stay mad. If you're like upset about Taco Tuesday being coined by like a white guy, that's also a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, that's, also, like, that's also a problem. Yeah. Then, then you can't like, he's, he's like uh, trademarking like a white dude's thing. You yeah. know? Yeah. 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 Then, yeah, if I was Mexican, I would say that's not even our thing anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day we'd be at… What's that spot? East Los Tacos. Cinco Puntos. We're at five points, tacos. <laughs> five points. We're at five points, tacos. Recreating blood and blood out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That's… Yeah. Blood and blood out. That movie, dude. <laughs> Crazy. So, man. It's been a good show. Now we're some tacos now. Every time we have a show, it's tacos after. Well, we named the show Street Eats and Dope Beats. Either we're going to love music or we're going to be hungry. Yeah. And we're both right now. And we're both Always. craving all of and that. And outraged at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see. I'm excited to see more developments about this. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a whole new… I think it's a big… There's more… You know, there's more to it than, than what's presented to us. You know… And you got to read into it and understand it and uh, go from there. Yeah. And and like JMKM said, like, if it was somebody else, like… This is Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. They're all, oh, man, forget it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, you know, we'd be going there. Yeah. And um, 
to me, I thought I was like, what the hell? This dude, like, this yeah. is crazy. To me, it was more of like, this is what money gets you. You know what I mean? Like, you got money, you can do whatever the hell you want. True. You know, you could trademark whatever you want. I think uh, Kim Kardashian tried to trademark kimono. You know what I mean? Like, it's shit like that, you know? And, and it's, it's crazy, I think. But again, it goes back to like, you know, LeBron does a lot behind the scenes that I'm, you know, we probably don't know about. Yeah. You know, I mean, of, just the school alone uh, back right. in Ohio. I mean, you know. that's why I, I kind of love the guy because of all that, yeah. the humanitarian stuff, the, the the stuff that he does for communities and stuff like that back home. Uh, the whole taco thing is still cool to me that he does with his family because it, it's good to show that you you get together with your family for dinner, you know, and it's, just like, it's like a missing thing that we used to have, you know, and it's not always easy to come together because like everybody got different schedules now I'm still stuck in traffic can't get home so I'm just gonna stop by uh, wait for two hours to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich <laughs> you know um, so I think that those things they're they're important you know overall and I I'd, I'd want him to I guess to use his you know the level where he's at right now as as uh, as an influence to a lot of people to He's been using it for good. Yeah. But I just want him to win a championship if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, but, more than uh, anything, that should be your focus but I right think, now. Yeah, I think he's going to make I think he's going to make it right. I yeah. Think, I think it, yeah. I think he's going to make it right uh just based on um just based on the fact you don't really see him in a lot of like uh Controversial Scandals Issues No, he stays away from all and, that. He's and, not and, uh, he's not out here trying to so, cheat. You know, again it goes back to who's doing it, you know? Like who's True. who's Who's behind this, whatever. And, uh, you know, it was funny. Kind of irked me a little bit. But to yeah. the point of, like, nah, fuck that. You're getting no. all mad. And, you it's know, a, and yeah. it's... And it's okay to have that reaction. You but know? you looked into it more. And we yeah. have this conversation. Yeah. But, uh, again, you know, business is cutthroat. And, you know, at the end of True. the day, you're trying to feed your family. And you're trying to protect protect your brand. And, um, you know, there's a lot of vultures and sharks out for him, too. So, yeah. you know, who I knows... Saw- I support any, um, any like uh, pushing forward of a black, uh, like a positive black person, uh, male figure with his family. Like I think a lot of people in media they want to they want to portray the black culture in a different way. So when you have someone that's you know smiling in photos, that's the thing. There's actually a thing called Black Boy Smile, where rappers like Chance the Rapper and people. You don't see rappers smiling. You don't see uh, positive male black figures with their families, with their with their wife, with their queen. You know, so I think I support any anything that pushes that forward. Yeah, because of the amount of negativeness around the culture. Um, and I just know, yeah, there's got people people gunning. Like there's people that will crawl these websites. Like the actual leak is a screenshot. Like it's it's uh, US USPTO.gov, US Patent Trademark Office.gov. So, yeah. You can go. There are people that will go on there just to see what people are trademarking. Right, That's yeah. why the Kim Kim Kardashian kimono thing yeah. leaked. And so you gotta imagine like how on guard you have to be. Like they're looking for anything to, to get you. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. you. Whether you're whether you're whether you're black or not. Like there's just people just want like content. They yeah. wanna they want controversy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Controversial content. Clicks. That's counterproductive to the culture. Alliteration. Once again. <laughs> Good show, fellas. So oh, where, let's wrap it up. Right. <laughs> My bad. 
So where could they find you, JJ? Uh, Instagram, El Domingo Music. Uh, space in between each word, I think. Yeah. And uh, we, <laughs> we look forward to seeing uh, your first live show soon. Yeah, soon. I'm Hopefully by the end of the year. Beautiful. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk to. It. So, what's when's the music? Do you have music out right now? What? Uh, like clips on Instagram and uh, SoundCloud. Okay, got some stuff up there. Any, hey, any uh, plans to get it on Evil Spotify? Platform? On the world, <laughs> get it to get it on uh, Spotify. N- not as of yet, because um, uh, so far they're all just like. <laughs> Demos and stuff. You said what? evil Spotify. <laughs> you know this podcast is on Spotify too. We just have That's Spotify. True. So yeah. Spotify. Keep featuring me. <laughs> Keep me on those playlists. I'm sorry. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, let well, us know. Then. Drop those links. We'll, yep. we'll share it. It's a show. We appreciate it. Thanks and, for having um, me, guys. Getting ready to wrap it up. Anything else, fellas? Anything going on before we go? Mikey. We do have a uh, pop up next week. This over no, here this Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. September seventh. Yeah. So if you're watching this, it's in a couple of days. Hit us up. If you're watching it after, hope you liked it. If you <laughs> missed it, you're bad. <laughs> yeah. September seventh, we'll be here doing our thing. We have Aloha plates, East Los Musubi Poke Party. We're gonna be collabing, selling plates. We're gonna have Poke Musubis, some Hilo wings. I heard. Yes. JMKM is gonna be. Uh, Blessing us with some Hilo wings. So, um, yeah, we're raising money for the uh, Noah James Aloha Orca Tour. Uh, they're heading out to Hawaii. So, we want to make sure, you know, they're well funded, get some good zippies, get some yeah. good eats, yeah, and a yeah. uh, place to stay. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we got we got Noah James, we got Speak Geek, we got Emron Ashraf. These are the artists going on the tour with us. Uh, I got myself, I'll be doing some sets. So, uh, yeah, got it. It's going to be good. So, hopefully, we see you guys. Next Saturday, uh, one to four, I think we uh, we firmed up the, one to four. One to four, come Chase pick up, Chase yeah, come and Chase pick up play. a plate. Um, let me see what else we got. I think that's it. We're gonna have some DJ spinning, so either pick up your plate, take it home, or just chill with us, vibe out, listen to some music, grab some coffee at uh, the reverse orangutan, which is gonna be open for business. Um, and that's about it. We hope yeah. to see. Oh, and then actually, it's two days. My bad. So on Sunday in Fontana, tied to, to you, you tied to you is going to be doing a pop up as well. We're all going to be so it's going to be two days of uh, of pop ups, Saturday, Sunday. So check them out. We dropped the flyer. Insert on, flyer here. Right Just there. remember, yeah, right. Go like this. I don't know. Remember. How do you can? Okay, I'm going <laughs> to test my editing skills. Did you guys? Did you see the flyer? From yeah, I week? did. That was good. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> and that's what's up. Thank you. It's been another episode of Street Eats and Dope Beats. I'm Chef Adam. Our guest, JJ. JM Cam. DJ Mike Rockington. See you guys. Peace. Peace.